Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We are here. Absolutely get it done. Hour number two, Fantasy Football Rewind on a Friday night. Friday nights, all right for fighting. Friday nights, I don't know what the rest of the song was. Elton John had a song back in the day. I don't know. I can't think about it. And I think it might have been Saturday night, and I changed it to Friday night. It's the stuff I do, man. I get a little mixed up sometimes. Vikings and Browns kick things off this weekend. Nine and a half point favorite is the Minnesota Vikings over under 38. That game's at 930 in the morning. That is in London at Twerkingham Stadium. Stefan Diggs took the plane ride, is expected to play. Oakland Raiders, Buffalo Bills, and Old Orchard. Is it still Old Orchard? They call it Buffalo. I don't know. Two and a half point favorite is the Bills over the Raiders over and under 45 and a half. Then... He says, hey, the Colts and the Bengals go at it. The Bengals are a 10.5 point favorite. 41.5 is the total. Well, the Colts are falling on hard times. You can get a ticket for 11 bucks for this game in Cincinnati uh, over there on StubHub. Chargers and Patriots go at it. The Patriots are 7 point favorite. They lose Dante Hightower. That's a big loss. 48.5 is the total. Wouldn't shock me if the Chargers are very competitive in this game. Very competitive. Bears and Saints go at it, and you look at this one. Saints are a nine-point favorite. 47.5 is the total. Falcons and Jets. Atlanta, five-point favorite in New York. Overround is 46. You get a ticket for nine bucks for that if you want to go see that game. 49ers and Eagles go at it in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, 12.5-point favorite. Overround is 46. Panthers and Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorite, over and under is 46 in that one. Four o'clock, only two four o'clock games, which drives me crazy uh, for DFS purposes uh, in that one. You have a situation where we have the Texans and the Seahawks. Seahawks, five-and-a-half, over and under 46. Dallas and the Washington Redskins, Dallas a two-point favorite in Washington, 49-and-a-half is the total, big total in that one. Steelers and Lions, three, 45-and-a-half is the total. Pittsburgh, a three-point favorite on the road. And then Monday night, Kansas City, seven-point favorite. Over on is 43. That's what we got. We're going to come back. We'll get to our number two, and we'll find out more about 60 players, 60 minutes, 60 shots right here on Fantasy Football Rewind, the Fantasy Power Hour. Coming up next.
award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name's Tony Sincata. The guys are here absolutely getting it done. Jake Seeley, our man Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and Greg Sussman. If you just joined the program, or if you listen on demand, go back and listen to the first hour. Because what's going on is these guys... They're doing a fantasy power hour. They're drinking every minute, having a shot of beer. They have Bud Lights across the table, except for Jake Seeley. He's the sober one keeping it all together. And they're about two beers in at this point. So I don't think anything's crazy at this point. But some of them are starting to talk too much. Some of them are a little crazy. But it has been a great show. It's one of the best shows I've seen them do. And maybe... um, they need the enhancement each and every day. Let's get back to it. The Fantasy Power Hour right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. And the giveaway that they're... Some of them are feeling it. They're starting to argue about how much beer they've drank. When people start doing that, that's the problem. Here we go. I didn't want Matt Ryan. You know, Jake, how do you know that? Because uh, they, they've had literally no contact like in, in the professional lives. Um, Jake, I want to ask you this because we talked about it a lot on the BFFs today. So I know where Mike uh, and Frank both stand. Is Willie Sneed droppable? In standard, he is. In PPR, I'm still going to hold on because he hasn't been healthy yet. And it's kind of jumping the gun there. But in standard, if there's other – like put it this way. I'd drop him for the upside of a Corey Davis or Josh Doxson in standard. What about D.D. Westbrook? No. I'm not calling that for If you need help at wide receiver this week, would you drop him for. Don't say it. I was talking about Brandon Lafell. No, I just said don't say oh, it. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. For a Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> wide receiver not named AJ Green. Not, not, in PP, not in PPR. If I need a win this week just to go for it, I could see it in standard. Um, the, here's the point we were trying to make, Jake. <laughs> oh, here's we'll make it later. We're talking about Brandon Lafell. Uh, let's talk about his teammate, Tegan Jr., here. And. Going back to Snead, the point we were making on the BFS was ultimately that this offense is working with Ted Ginn on one side, who's the player we're talking about now. Um, you have Mike, Mike Thomas on the other side and really using a balanced running attack. Is there still room for Willie Snead? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah no, I'm asking you. We talked about it earlier. Who's still oh, there's still there's always been room for look. There was room for Willie Snead last year with Brandon Cooks, and Ted Ginn is not quite Brandon Cooks. But is there he's an offense now, is like it not? 
it's pretty much the same offense, just with a little bit more running. If you actually, if you look at this, the run percentage, it's up only a little bit. It's not like a egregious amount, and because the offense runs so many plays. So yes, there's still enough for Willie Sneed. Right, that, Willie Sneed, dilly dilly. You want to do a dilly dilly? No, he goes to the pit of misery. Pit of misery. <laughs> pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Well, the question was about Ted Ginn. The person was Ted Ginn because I've actually got a lot of questions about Ten Ginn. Ted Ginn. Ow, I'm doing, oh, and you can answer them on Twitter. You can ask yeah. them on Twitter. There you go. Uh, tweet at him at Roto underscore Frank. Um, well, people are talking about some of the, the tight all end. in salad. The all in salad, indeed. Stop. People are talking about the potential tight ends to pick up this week. Some of them we mentioned. Some of them we will mention. Jack Doyle, Ryan Griffin, we already have. One tight end that I picked up in a league, Frank, was Greg Olson. Greg Olson uh, could start practicing next week, gives him the three-week window, they have a bye, he could come back week 12, which is obviously still in the regular season, and if I make the playoffs, I'll then have him for the playoffs. Is Greg Olson someone that you should be stashing right now? If I'm four and three or better, I think that's something I'm looking at doing. He's part of the that stash group with those wide receivers, obviously has more upside as a tight end, who right. can be a reliable tight end one for you every single week, but it really is situationally dependent. Only if you're over 500, I think you can make that move. Jake, you're shaking your head yes as well. Yeah, if I have a spot, I would definitely do that. The impact it'll have when it comes back, it can't be matched by most tight ends. Frank, uh, Florio, I was so proud to drop Andrew Luck for Greg Olson. It like, made me feel so good. <laughs> you I, dropped one dead guy for another. Yeah, I dropped awesome. Andrew Luck like a week or two ago. I felt great. Oh, it feels so good. Um, this next question is for Frank because he was the one that wanted this guy on the list. And you said, Frank, or maybe Florio, I'm sorry, one of you guys said that in a standard league this week, you have no problem playing Jonathan Stewart. That was Frank. I think it's both of us, but... As a flex option, like he's not an RB2, uh, but based on the matchup, the Buccaneers have not been great against running backs uh, so far this season. So, yeah, I think they're, look, he's not a sexy name, but can he score a touchdown? I think it's possible. He's a solid flex and standard. In PPR, I probably don't want to touch him at all. I think I have him right around guys like Latavius Murray in that RB3 range. So, yeah, I agree with Frank there. Jake? Three for three. I have him around wow. 30, 31 in standard half-point PPR. So you guys all believe this week that Jonathan Stewart... In standard. In standard. Uh, the is touches are still there. Besides that one game where he got and benched uh, by, <laughs> in the Eagles game, the touches are still there. Would you guys rather start Jonathan Stewart this week or Matt Forte, Mike? Matt Forte easily, especially in PPR, but all together. I mean, I said it the other day, Matt Forte has 13 receptions. In the past two games. I love when people answer and Jake just vehemently shakes his head in the background. <laughs> it's the best feeling ever. I think Stewart and Standard might be better, but half point or full point, I'm going Matt Forte. Jake, it's all yours. Not taking. I'm not dealing with Matt Forte in that backfield. Look, he was limited in practice again. Bilal Powell's back. If this backfield's an entire mess, it's the offense has basically become pass first with Josh McCown. And I know that, to your argument, could help in PPR. I'm just not screwing around with it. At least Jonathan Stewart, I know he's getting 15 touches. Even in PPR, you would use Stewart? Is that what I just said? I thought thought you meant half in standard. He just got chopped down. All right. Oh, man. That's we got extra time this minute. Who, who is the player here? It's Matt Forte. Oh, it's Matt Forte. I was doing, okay. I'm doing my job here. We're, we're, Jake, we're I have a quick question for you. We don't have extra time. We don't have any extra time. Too late. We're going to talk now about another tight end, and that's O.J. Howard. Jake, I was really surprised this week uh, about the bids for O.J. Howard. I thought he exploded the pedigree of being a top 10 pick. People were going to really spend on the waiver wire for O.J. Howard. At least in the waiver wires that I'm in, in the leagues that I'm in, it didn't happen. People were very reserved on O.J. Howard. In some leagues, he didn't get picked up at all. I know we, as a as an industry, said, you know, temper your expectations, as using a Scott Angle quote, temper your expectations because 
he's a blocker, and the James Winston's not going to throw for 400 yards every week. Are you surprised about the not the non-love, if you will, for OJ Howard? No, I'm impressed. I have a lot of smart people out there. The fact is, this might happen two more times for the rest of the season. Cameron Brate's still the better pass catcher, and he's still the better blocker and a rookie that's just basically not involved in the passing game as much. So I wouldn't have picked up O.J. Howard either. So there you go. That's pretty interesting. For those in Dynasty, though, that own him, you got to be excited about it, though. Yeah, he, He's flashed the upside absolutely. a lot this year. It's there. Even though in his best game of the year, Brate had more targets, so... And that was the reason why, why he didn't jump all over O.J. Howard. Speaking of another tight end, it was it's our guy, Florio. It's you and me, man. Nick O'Leary! Nick O'Leary! We're kind of the new day here. We are. If you didn't know that, Jake. If you're, if you're new to our show. So, so you're going to go like beat up on nice faces just like you are, just for no random reason? Who wants some? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Nick O'Leary? <laughs> Oh, he's low, hammered. Low end tight he's end hammered. one, high end tight end two this week. Just like last week. I mean, last week he didn't get the receptions that we wanted, but he still finished with 50-plus yards. So I think he's in that range. Hopefully he can find the end zone. But regardless, I still think I have him in that 12 to, like, 15 range. I'm a little more pessimistic. He only had two targets last you week. You were last week as well. No, I mean, I still I had him ranked over Jordan Reed last week, which was it sounded crazy, but and we, it thought, was. we thought the target yeah. share for tight ends would be higher, regardless of who it was, but there was only two targets there. I mean, if he got that touchdown to Logan Thomas, then we're really excited about Nick O'Leary, but Correct. it didn't happen. It did, it did not happen. Jake, I excite, is Nick O'Leary excited you this week? <laughs> not really. Mid-level tight end, too. I'd take Tyler Crawford over him. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Florio, would you rather have the rest of the season Jermaine Curse or Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has one been seeing more targets lately, and he's just been outproducing him. I, I, for me, I like both of them are hard to trust because it's in a pass for. Uh, sorry, it's in the Jets' offense with Josh McCown, but still, I'd rather Robbie Anderson. He's been seeing the volume. Plus, he has way better touchdown celebrations. Oh, he does. Jermakers <laughs> tried to get in the stands and failed, and then Robbie Anderson. Robbie like, Anderson I got made you. the jump and sat down, and it was awesome. Uh, Jake, who would you rather have the rest of the way, Jermaine Curse or Robbie Anderson? Jermaine. Jermaine Curse has more PPR double-digit games than Robbie Anderson does, and he does. Guess what? You want it's touchdown celebrations. At least Curse is getting more of them. That's a that's a good point. As as Corey has said all week long, uh, Jermaine Curse <laughs> opening gun for the coin toss. Here he's already in the end zone. We are officially up to player number thirty-six. We are we are uh, three fifths of the way there. How is that possible? They're going to do a little math. They're going to debate who's number 36. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be back with more of the guys after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 
844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind, the Fantasy Power Hour with Greg Sussman, Jake Seeley, Frank Stanfield, and Mike Florio. You're listening to the down a couple beers every minute. Here's what we got, fantasy analysis coming from the heart. Keep going. I'm going. Yeah, we got like I got like two and a half left. I'm filling this thing all the way up. I am going player by player. I don't know all what right. to tell you. I, I think the the gun is the laugh. Maybe it's too fast. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you. It's Deontay Thompson though, uh, new wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills who went off. Some people are excited about him. I'm not one of them, Florio. I have him in the Marquise Goodwin range. He's a boomer bust type guy, but. He did catch all four of his targets the other day, and I mean, he literally was fresh off the bus for that game. The one thing Tyrod Taylor can do really well is create time for his receivers and throw down the field, which seems to be what Thompson can provide this Bills offense. I'll say this. If you get cut from the Chicago Bears, yeah. a team that needs wide receivers, I, I don't have much faith, faith in you. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Jake? No, but the co- the comparison that Mike made is just actually perfect. It's the Marquise Goodwin. Is that you're looking for a hundred yards? You stole it from me, Jake. That's BS. I've been no, saying. Well, then, it all. Craig, kudos to you, Greg. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It sounded like he called you Craig. He did. You think he was, had too much too much water? Um, Kenny Stills <laughs> is your back. boy. Is your boy, Jake? Uh, you've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. He plays tonight, of course, against Baltimore. I said, and you're not going to like this. I said on the BFFs. I'm out on Kenny Stills, especially if Devontae Parker plays. Um, are you going to yell at me now? No, I would actually still play Stills over Parker. I don't think Parker's 100%. I think he might be a decoy, not out there for the entire time. But Stills is in the wide receiver four conversation with or without him. It's a very bad matchup, and Matt Moore in a short week taking over at quarterback. That's, so that's exactly what I was trying to, what I was saying this afternoon, right? Like, it's a very, very bad matchup, but I feel like people Five, are just four, oh. three. Should we use that? Should we use that as laughter no. instead? It is a short <laughs> week, but is this? Are you using this against Matt Moore or? I'm using this against Kenny Stills. But Matt Moore has been with this team forever. He knows this offense. So let's talk about Matt Moore then, right? Matt Moore does know this offense, but every time he's got an opportunity to start, they tried to find a way to replace him. When Matt Moore was a starter, they drafted Ryan Tannehill. When Matt Moore became a starter, they went out and signed Jay Cutler. Now Matt Moore's back. There's a reason Matt Moore is always on the bench. Hot take: Jay Cutler has played his last snap in the NFL. Jake, I believe that. I think Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. Kenny still scored a touchdown in each of his last three matchups. The the last three games of the season when uh, Matt Moore was the quarterback. I don't love Poor Frank Stanfield. Did he watch the game last night? Wait till he finds out about that. You're not going to want to hear that comment. Matt Moore was pathetic. Here we go. Just barely inside the top 36 based on that boom upside that he has with Matt Moore in the lineup. We're talking about Matt Moore. We're talking about the fact that Jake Cutler had this team at 4-2, and two, even with some of his struggles. And they, like Greg said, they continually try to replace him. I'm not trusting Matt That's Moore. the craziest thing. Jake Cutler stinks, especially from a fantasy perspective. He's awful. 
The Dolphins are what four and two? I mean, for what it's their worth, their defense has played great. They made, God, they Jay Cutler's got them there. They made the playoffs last year, and Ryan Tannehill is not it's even n- near. It's, it's not cause of Jay Cutler that they're four and two. By the way, oh, they're still four and two. The, in their division, though, they're not going to win it because that's going to go to the Patriots. And we're all talk about the Patriots running backs here for a moment. We can talk about all four of them over the next two minutes. I'll give you. I'll give you two uh, in each minute. One of the hotter pickups, Fleury, is struggling a little bit now. Um, I, feel, I feel good. <laughs> you feel good. We're rolling. No, it just. It's. I'm kind Fine. of full. That's all. Deion Lewis was one of the hotter pickups over the last couple of weeks. I know we don't want to jump in and Jay Glaze say it's a Patriots running back. seconds remain. <laughs> Just lower that permanently. <laughs> Just lower that dial. Raise um, it for the left and then lower it. There you go. Deion Lewis. Um, can we start him going forward, Michael? He, to me, is always, I feel like, going to be in the high-end RB3 range, which puts him as a flex discussion because he is getting the carries. He has gotten them near the goal line, but... Again, it's a Patriots running back, so anything could happen in any given week. That's about the highest that any running back for the Patriots is going to be ranked, though. Like, with confidence. <laughs> Not James White in PPR. James White in PPR, I mean, the highest he'll be is a low-end RB2. Like, he'll never be higher than that. Jake, Matt Modica, your co-host on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, all year has been saying, if Rex Burkhead is out there, I want you to stash him, pick him up. He's going to pay dividends at some point. Is Rex Burkhead somebody that, at, I don't, uh, right now, you want to stash for any reason? Nope. I want nothing to do with the lead Patriots running back. If you're desperate this week, I understand the Deion Lewis situation. The only one okay. I want is James White and PPR, and he's the only one you can trust. And I use that with the loosest of terms because any given week, you fumble the ball, you do something wrong, you oversleep, you're going to be on the, basically on the street two weeks later. Do you trust Deion Lewis as a flex play, like week in and week out right now while he's oh, getting this volume? No, not week in and week out. This week, yes. Not week in and week out. There's no way I trust any Patriots running back, not names James White and PPR. That's fair. I do think it's worth owning Deion Lewis, though, because... He's been the best on yeah, a per-carry basis. There is upside there. And I, he's I averaging tr- the highest yards per carry. I truly, Gillis Lee was worth owning after the first two weeks. Look I truly believe, out. though, that, that Bill Belichick's favorite is Deion Lewis. We've seen it since 2015. He doesn't, he fumbles. He doesn't have a favorite. <laughs> Until he fumbles, yeah. But for, like he really, for some reason, loves Deion Lewis. Let's hope Deion Lewis doesn't fumble. <laughs> <laughs> I have him in a few leagues. That's why. Let's hope he doesn't fumble. Uh, speaking of the Patriots running backs, I think it only is, is smart to talk about LeGarrette Blunt because they thought they were just be able to plug Mike Gillisley in here uh, to replace LeGarrette Blunt as Frank finishes beer at number three, as does... All right, go. Michael. Um, LeGarrette Blunt was not as easily replaceable as they thought he would be. Can LeGarrette Blunt? Um, can I get well, two questions, Jake? One, what do you think of LeGarrette Blunt this week? Because I know these guys are idiots with him. And number two, what do you like going forward about LeGarrette Blunt? Uh, not a whole lot. He's a fringe RB2 every single week because he's not doing one thing they really want him to do, and that's score touchdowns. Correct. He's about 50, 60 yards every single week. Uh, who do you like better this week, Jake? Just off the top of my head. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt or Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde. Oh, really? Easy. Oh, easy. Huh. I, Greg? Yes, my, yes, I Mike. still have Carlos Hyde ranked higher than Blunt, and I told you that. I just don't feel good about it. No, in all formats. Oh, okay. I have Blunt. I so what I'm figuring thing. out right now is Frank's the a- angry drunk, Florio's the loopy one. <laughs> <laughs> I like LeGarrette Blunt this week. In standard, I have him as a top 15 running back. In half point, I think he's still a top 20 running back. PPR, he's probably a barely an RB. What happened today was I defended Greg's take on Carlos Hyde, and Greg attacked me. 
When so Frank was the anti-hide guy. He's the no. angry sober guy. No, 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 no. You just admitted it. In standard leagues, you have Blunt ranked over Hyde this week. I have him like a spot higher. Yes, that's I do. That's still higher. So that's why I came after I you. I do. I do. He has Blunt higher than I do this week. That's why I went after him. <laughs> well, right. Giving up 100 passing and receiving yards over the past month per game to running backs. Come on, so let's that, hug it out. So that's why we can consider starting Wendell Smallwood. Smallwood uh, exactly. came back last week, and now he's back in the lineup, probably due for even... Ooh, due for even more Ooh. snaps this week. Smallwood, I think, is Doug Peterson's preferred running back, unless they're on the goal line. Um, Jake, do you agree with that? A hundred percent. I actually have Smallwood within four spots of like Garrett Blount in standard, wow. let alone PPR. They just mentioned that we started to allude to there. Most receptions, most receiving yards, most receiving touchdowns to running back in the league by far. I think Smallwood is a very good play this week. Yeah, I have both of them ranked inside my top 24 in standard this week. Uh, this week, And in half-point PPR, full point, I mean, that only helps Wendell Smallwood as well. Mike brought up the numbers. They're not only allowing a lot of yards on the ground, they're allowing touchdowns on the ground. They're allowing receiving yards, receptions. The 49ers defense is just flat-out bad. It is back to where it was last year where you can start literally almost any running back against him. I like both of these guys. Okay. Alshon Jeffrey has been kind of interesting, and by interesting, I mean disappointing, because he hasn't been what we expected. He hasn't been able to um, be a dominant wide receiver in an offense that is, in fact, dominant. Mike, you said downstairs to me that not this week, when for Alshon Jeffrey? This is like kind of like a line in the sand game, because we said it on BFFs the other day. Alshon Jeffrey has been letting owners down. Every week, we kind of view him as a low-end wide receiver, too, and he continues to disappoint, whereas... Ertz and Aguilar are getting the job done because they've really changed their playbook up. They're going a lot over the middle of the field, and that's just not what Alshon does. So I do think there are a lot of reasons to be concerned about Alshon Jeffrey. But you're saying there's a line in the sand. If he sucks on Sunday, what are you going to do about it? I think, Bench him. I, I think what I would do, I would certainly lower him in rankings. It would obviously, though, depend on what your wide receivers are. Because in one league where I own Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, like my, my backups are like Eric Decker... Like, I, I don't think I'm at that point yet where I can bench him for, for a guy like Decker. When Mike said line in the sand, <laughs> I, thought. I thought of the Evolution theme song. Just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> he also thinks of wrestling. Things. It says that in the song? I've seen the line in the sand. <laughs> Evolution. Oh Speaking about lines in the sand, song. it's been drawn about Terrell Pryor. He's already been replacing the starting lineup, and so many fantasy analysts... Absolutely loved Terrell Pryor this year. Guilty. Yeah. We brought it up earlier. I had him as my, what, 13th wide receiver coming into the season? That wasn't so great. No, no it wasn't. It was not. We said he's a drop candidate. Obviously, still at this point. I'm going to continue to back Greg, that up. Greg, Greg, Greg. We've drank three and a half beers each. You're still on number one. Dude, I'm hosting. I'm, I'm he, navigating he this. He is hosting the show. <laughs> I'm navigating this. All right, fair enough. We're talking about Terrell Pryor. Jake's on water he's trying too. to give analysis here. Jake, would you drop Terrell Pryor even in a 14 team league? It depends on what's out there, but he's droppable. He was droppable in the waiver column this week. Would you drop Terrell Pryor for a wide receiver on Cincinnati that's not named A.J. Green? <laughs> if I wanted to start Brandon LaFell this week and win my game, absolutely. <laughs> what about uh, the other one, John Ross? Hey, what about John Ross? No, John no, Ross I agree. John Ross isn't on this list, but he's going to come back this weekend. And he's a first-round pick. He's a good stash. He is a good stash, right? He's, he's like the least stash that we've mentioned all day today. I agree, and I feel like he's going to be somebody. Who, oh man, 
I, I kind of want John Ross. I want way. nothing to do with John Ross. Nothing at all. You don't believe there's any chance he's no, John Ross bus. could easily take over the number two position for the rest of the season if I, he's healthy. But, but wouldn't agree, you worry dude. about the poor offensive line giving Andy Dalton not enough time for him to throw down the field to John Ross, which is where he is best utilized? I'm going to be honest with you. The BFFs could pick up John Ross. Yeah, we could because our we, team sucks. Yeah, we, we should. But, but we're not losing the rest of the way. We've decided. We've yeah. come together and we said we're not. We're going to win out, so it's going to happen. I don't know if Jake's ever done that with one of his teams, but we're missing a laugh. We've 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 passed the minute mark. So laugh me, please. Thank you. I was going to mock the laugh instead. But. There, there we go. Uh, Josh Doxin. Jake, that's your boy. We talked about him a little bit earlier on, but Doxon has officially replaced Earl Pryor in the starting lineup. He looks to be the man. What's up, Floria? We messed up. Why? We should have used the sanity laugh. Oh, we should have used. <laughs> Is that the end of Josh Doxon? not the end of Josh Doxon. We still have, we still have It sounds very similar to that. Yeah, we should have used a Saturday laugh. That would have that, that been a good one. But whatever. Um, Josh Dawson, Jake thinks he's a top 30 wide receiver the rest of the way. What say you, Michael? I have him as a top 30 this week. I, I don't... I'm not going to say Jake's wrong. The upside is certainly there. My one concern, though, is Kirk Cousins spreads the ball out a ton this year. So... I, is he going to see the necessary volume to be a top 30 wide receiver? It's not just this year either. I mean, it was last year. It was There's no number one guy. It's Pierre Garçon spread the ball out. Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Reed. Kirk Cousins takes what defenses give to him. So. Laugh me, Bavona, because now he's not keeping track on that. All right, I'll just do it every time. All right, that's... It seems to have fallen apart. The guy's three and a half beers in. And uh, Sussmania, uh, he's uh, not feeling it that they can't keep track of the minutes. So stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the Fantasy Power Hour on the Fantasy Football Rewind. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Football Rewind. We're listening to the guys break down 60 players in 60 minutes. Jake Seeley, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and Greg Sussman. This week, and our team BFF and the GST, Jake, this week was Vernon Davis. Now, Vernon Davis, people are saying that you can play him even when Jordan Reed is healthy. That the offense is now Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, and Vernon Davis. That's what Kirk Cousins is going through. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I think in a bye week, possibly, but I'm not looking to do it every single week by far. You're okay. basically banking on him. The limited snaps, limited targets, and he's got to do something when he's on the field, and that's the biggest risk. For what it's worth, on Team BFF, he would be our flex. Are we flexing him this week? Oh, God. We, we own him. <laughs> we own him. Are we really flexing him? No, no, no. If we were to, we're not going to bench him for Kyle Rudolph for him. No, right? yeah, yeah, we have Kyle Rudolph. We have Kyle Rudolph. Well, so he would be in our flex. Uh, well, I don't that, want. I don't want to do that. weeks next week. Though. we might start next week. <laughs> next week, sure. There you go. That's, there you go. Uh, one more Redskin to talk about. That is Chris Thompson. Uh, Jake Corey gave me a great stat right before we came on. That Chris Thompson is ranked higher in standard than he is PPR. That's how good he's been this year. Yeah, we talked about that on the Fantasy Football Friends. He's had that one terrible game, yes. but the guy is on pace. I think it was the first time in a long time that's 100 rush attempts and 1,000 receiving yards. So I don't see how you don't bench him or treat him as at least an RB2 going forward. And that's regardless of format, too, obviously, because he's RB7, yep. like Corey told us, in standard this, this year. It's it's crazy. And I think his emergence has really taken away from what we thought was going to be a breakout season for Jamison Crowder. I agree. He's not wrong. It's so annoying because I was a year early on Chris Thompson. I owned him everywhere. I'll last say year. this though, I Mike brought I'm, him up in the preseason too, if you remember. Nice job, Florian. But I'm not at the point where I rank him as an RB one yet. No, no, I don't think anybody is. But he's even it, though he is so no, far this nobody year. Nobody even said that. I agree. But are you are you cool doing? A <laughs> I have him as an RB two every week. Rock solid RB two. No but motion. I'll never yes. get to the point where he's an RB one. All think. right. Even let's, though he is so far. Let's get to Pittsburgh, Jake. I know how the BFFs feel. I imagine you feel the same way. Martavis Bryant, clear drop candidate at this point. Uh, I had him in the waiver drop last week. So okay. yes, uh, even more so this week. Now Martavis Bryant. The only reason I would not drop if, if I weren't to drop him. I have no issue doing it. The only reason that I have a slight hesitation was if he gets traded. If he gets traded, that would be my only, you know, reason not to just for next week and the trade deadline. Martavis Bryant has a I bad just don't week. know what trade what trade capital does he really have? And then if you're the Steelers at this point, I, I like the fact that they're sending a message instead of actually giving him what he wants. I agree, but like isn't the isn't the team greater than you know one dude? Like if you can get a draft hit from Martavis Bryant, a guy that you have no interest in holding on to, shouldn't you do that? No, but that's the thing. What are you going to get for him? A sixth rounder? Why help somebody else? But a sixth rounder, a a sixth rounder can turn into a trade to Buffalo. <laughs> There's no coming back from this either. Like, how are they going to use him again? It's just, Here's the thing. Um, He's had a bad week because fans are behind him, I think. But now Juju, Mia Khalifa, the bike. Well, Juju, well, well, Juju Smith-Schuster is our next player, so we're good here. Uh, you mentioned Mia Khalifa. Clearly, we know where Florio's mind is. The moment. No, no, no. Did you not see the tweet? <laughs> yes, I saw it. He and was, the missing bike? Like... Juju Smith-Schuster has become a fan favorite overnight. In the Don't past, say who's like, that, Jake. We, literally did a, we did a game of the Christmas party. Mia Khalifa tweet. Did we lose? Are we all right? No, we're good. Well, I just lost. What, is just, what happened to our sound there? That was weird. Um, we did a game of the Christmas party. Mia Khalifa or Jake Seeley tweet. We did that so he knows who she is. No, I honestly forgot. What happened? That was weird. Yeah, it sounds different. It sounds better. No, it sounds worse for me. Is that better for it's me? much lower for me now. I hear myself much louder. No, 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 it's not. I, it's <laughs> Someone's messing with us to make us feel like we're much drunker than we <laughs> Very are. Very weird. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ran out of time talking about Juju Smith-Schuster now. All right. Face uh, turn. Face oh, turn for, right. for Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, guys, you have just 11 players left. Brett. <laughs> we have more. There's no way. We have more it. beer than that. Find, so. more, find more players. We'll keep going. All right, Brandon Le- Brandon LaFell. This is the guy we want to talk about. Bengals wide receiver not named AJ Green. Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell. Top thirty wide receiver this week. You guys love him this week. It might be look. It might be a little bold, but 
The Colts secondary is banged up. They've been getting torched by opposing quarterbacks. I just think Andy Dalton is going to go off in this game. It's a home game for them. It's certainly not a sexy pickup by any means, but you brought up the numbers earlier, Greg. 15 targets over his last two games. I don't think you can argue it. If you need a one-week, bi-week replacement, I think Brandon LaFell's a good add. Brandon LaFell, your boy is genuine. Yeah, I have him inside the top 30 as well this week. He, the matchup is not going to get better. 15 targets over the past two weeks. <laughs> there you go. Now the tight end that everyone kind of likes. It's Ty- it is Tyler Croft. What do you guys think of Tyler Croft? Uh, is he a top 10 tight end, Jake, this week? Just misses. I am as a fringe tight end one. And okay. It's all about the touchdown potential when it comes to the tight end position, and he's got touchdown potential like few others do because they look to it. It's basically going to be A.J. Green, LaFell, or Croft when they get in the red zone, so there's always a potential, especially in this matchup. Hey, and you know what the thing what I like about Tyler Croft? His, it's not changing. Like Tyler Eifert's not coming back. So, like, this role... No, Tyler, and for the last five games, the Colts have given up a tight end touchdown. Exactly. That's why I like Tyler Croft this week, and I like... Tyler Croft going forward. Yeah, rest of season. Look what yeah. Andy Dalton does once he gets into the red zone. He always targets his tight end. He, he does it very frequently. We've seen Tyler Eifert get used uh, heavily in the red zone in years past, and it looks to be the same with Tyler Croft so far this year yeah. as well. So I think this is just a perfect storm. I don't have my rankings uh, in front of me, obviously, but I think I have him at like tight end 11 or 12. So he is a tight end one this week. Jake, let me ask you this, sir. Who do you have ranked higher this week, Carlos Hyde or Joe Mixon? Mm, they're actually back to back. Damn it, Joe Mixon, Carlos Hyde. Well, God half point PPR, it. right? Eat it. Yes. Eat it, Jake. Greg. That is half point. PPR. Oh no, half point PPR is Hyde over Mixon. Yeah. Eat it, Greg. <laughs> Greg and and Frank. you can exploit the Eagles. Like every pass catching running back has exploited the Eagles, and not that. Hyde is among the best in the league at that, but he can definitely do damage in that area. It's just a very easy way to attack them. To add on to Jake's point, 32 receptions for running backs over the past month. No team Against the Eagles, no team has allowed more. If you own both of those players in half point, who are you starting? starting both of them. What if you can't? <laughs> what if your other running back is Le'Veon Bell, Mike? Well, then and, I'm Kareem, starting, and Kareem Hunt, dude. Then like, I'm starting Joe Mixon. I want exactly. Mixon to happen, but I can't force the coach's hand. Ah, oh, Jake loves that line. That is such a that is a go-to Jake line. Jake, can you please go to Cincinnati and force the coach's hand? I would love to. Let's stay in the AFC North, guys, and talk about the only player on the Browns that matters when Deshaun Kaiser starts at quarterback, and that's Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson is, I believe, in PPR leagues, is RB twelve. It makes him an RB one through the first half of this season. Can Duke Johnson sustain this, Frank? RB12? No, obviously not. I think he it's is... Obviously, I mean, just, it's what he's done. No, no, no. I, it's a good stat. I mean, and just looking at what he's done, he's Jake been great. Especially I mean, <laughs> when great. Deshaun Kaiser's in there, too, They he, he targets his running backs more. We saw that last week. Targeted Duke Johnson, targeted Isaiah Crowell. But I think it's been kind of fluky. In PPR, he's kind of in that James White range, maybe a little bit behind him. He's a flex. This week, I really don't want anything to do with him. He, he was going to be one of my players that I'm out on this week. Just Duke Johnson and obviously Isaiah Crowell. It's just a terrible matchup against the Vikings defense too. They, they've just been they've been so great on every facet of defense. It's not just secondary; they're great everywhere. Oh God. All right, Brett Hundley, the quarterback. The entire minute. Brett Hundley. Ooh, <laughs> shots fired. Brett Hundley, the quarterback. I think Jake wants to talk about Duke Johnson. Oh, dude, we can't anymore. We passed Sorry. It. Brett Hundley. We're talking about Brett Hundley. We're, We're going. Brett Let's Hundley go. and the Green Bay <laughs> Packers in general. Uh, the question we've gotten so much of Jake is. 
what do we do with all of these guys? And I know you've said it before, like you can't really do anything. You're kind of hands, you're kind of hands are tied because nobody wants any of the players on Green Bay, and it's all because of Brett Hundley's fault. Scott has said to me yep. that ultimately, listen, maybe we don't know about Brett Hundley. Like maybe like it will get better. Um, we got a question this morning: uh, Would you trade away Devontae Adams for Jordan Reed? And I was like, Yeah, I don't want Devontae Adams. Uh, where are you on these Green Bay Packers right now? It's basically, yes, you hope they pop off after the buy and then sell high if you can. The biggest thing yeah. about Brett Hundley is he's good if he's getting time in the pocket, but it comes down to the offensive line. And we saw exactly what I said last week was going to happen. If the yeah. pressure gets in his face or he starts to run out of the pocket, things fall apart for him very fast. So just hope that he has a big game and then sell. Wow, it took a whole minute. <laughs> no, it took 20 seconds with the prep. Thank you very much. Michael, Latavius Murray popped off for the Vikings last week. This week, he's in London. Love you, Frank. This week, he's in London facing... Why do you keep saying popped off? Did I say that before? So, no, we, know I how, just we, said, we know what Greg wow. turns into when he drinks. <laughs> We've said it like two times. I said it, and then Greg just said it now. Florio, you've had too many drinks. I don't think I've ever said that before. before no, that you said it, about, you right. said it at least like three or four times this year. You have. <laughs> and you never do. I think. <laughs> so, who are we talking the guys, 60 shots, 60 players, 60 beers, it seems to get to them. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll be back with more, more fantasy after this. daily fantasy basketball this year consider daily roto your go-to resource whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel daily roto's customizable projections podcasts strategy guides and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time with a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content better yet you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY so go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. We've got the guys finish up 60 beers, 60 minutes. Jake Seeley, Mike Florio, and of course Greg Sussman and 60 players. But they're falling apart here. Let's see what they're doing here. The touches were there. Even the first couple games with Jarek McKinnon was the one popping off and Latavius Murray wasn't. Oh the carries were there though. So I think he is going to consistently see around 12 to 15 touches a game. It's just a matter of, is he going to turn it into what he did last week, which I don't really trust. All right, let's... The Browns' run defense has actually been great this year, too. Like, I don't... This is not the Browns' defense of old. I don't care. We're moving on. Okay. Golden Tate is practicing this week. Limited fashion. He still has that, he has that sling just a few moments ago. Um, but he is practicing. What do we make... I don't want to say anything to that because I don't think he plays. But we're going to talk about the both... Lions wide receivers over the next two minutes not named Golden Tate. That is Marvin Jones and that is Kenny Galladay as the gentlemen go to their final beers of the afternoon. Marvin Jones, where is he ranked this week for you, Jake? 
Uh, he's in a wide receiver, upper wide receiver three conversation, I believe. I could tell you my exact spot for him. Uh, he is actually low end wide receiver two. He's 22 and a half point PPR. He's going to get number one opportunity, but the problem here is it's a very bad matchup. Yeah, it is a very bad matchup, but I kind of like him. I, 22 sounds about right to me. What about you, Frank? I think I have him just outside my top 24, so a high end wide receiver three, but the Steelers' secondary has been great. It's not just. People were bringing up earlier they haven't played that great of teams, and I guess you can say that, but their secondary has played well, especially Artie Burns. Well, it's not done because we're talking about Kenny Galladay next. Kenny Galladay is on the other side of Marvin Jones, and Galladay, it was everybody's preseason darling. Everybody loves Kenny Galladay, and then he gets hurt. And then everyone drops Kenny Galladay. Now Golden Tate gets hurt, and everyone's back on Kenny Galladay. Only kid, where is Kenny Galladay ranked? And he's much further down. And look, the problem is with Kenny Galladay, as you know this, I was always pissed off with the hype that he was getting because it's two touchdowns and then one catch and then two touchdowns and then one mm-hmm, catch. Mm-hmm. Very bad matchup. The good, the good news here, 11-39. The good news here is the fact that he's a touchdown maker, and that opportunity is going to be there for him. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's outside the top 36 this week, even if Golden Tate plays. I mean, we just spoke about the matchup against the Steelers. I get it that the Lions are coming off a bye, they're home, but I still just do not like going up against that secondary so far this year. And a lot of that comes I to... I have him inside my top 36. You have him inside your top 36, and that's despite the fact that you don't like Matthew Stafford this week. I know he was the quarterback that you said on the BFFs, Florio, uh, that you're out on. You're out on um, Matthew Stafford. How can you like Galladay keeping inside your 36? You like Marvin Jones, I assume, as well. Because How do you like those guys but not like Matthew Stafford? Wide receivers 30 and on are like a lot of boomer bust kind of guys. Okay. Terrell Williams... Brandon, uh, no, I have Brandon LaFell higher than him. Terrell Williams. I, I know you go a little bit Kenny deeper. Kenny Stills right there. It's Marquise Goodwin. Kenny Stills is in that conversation. Why I don't like Stafford? Because the Steelers have the most passing yards they've allowed in the game so far this year. is 246, and they've allowed more than one touchdown once last week to Andy Dalton. Nothing you're going to follow up there. Um, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, are you in or out on him, Jake, this week as a quarterback? Because Florida's just so far out. I'm out if I can be, but it's a 16 bye week. You might have to start him. I have him as a mid QB two, but that's more to the testament of what's going on this week. When Roethlisberger's on the road, Derek Carr is a tough matchup. It's not a great week. Florida. Not a great week at all. It's going to be a tough week there, but a good Sunday night game. I think it'll be more defense than we expect with those two teams, but I like Antonio Brown, man. I do like Antonio Brown, so it's hard to make that statement. We'll be back Monday night, 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, so make sure you tune in. I'll be on Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Football Go with Matt Modica as we get you ready and we get you prepared. So make sure you jump all over that, and we'll jump all over that and get it done. And then Sunday mornings, you can catch me on... Uh, the fantasy football show in the 10 a.m. hour. So we'll get you ready and we'll get you repaired. And then also go to iTunes, Google Play if you need any help with DFS this week. You can listen to the Lineup Luck Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com and DFS today. Five, ten minutes, each position's broken down and no commercials on that. It's Tony Sicata. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. And we are out of here. See you next Monday at 